Why, hello, and welcome to another episode of IP Frequently. IP Frequently, the number one podcast uh, in the land of IP and uh, the intersection of IP politics and everything else, sports, chess, uh, multi-dimensional checkers, intergalactic battles, naval boxing, just about anything you can name. Uh, but this week, we have a rather disappointed studio audience here. You see a lot of people with grim faces, and that's because my good friend and colleague is not here in person this week. He's actually locked in quarantine, but he is on the phone. He's participating. He is uh, on the uh, on the Twitter, on the uh, InstaFace. He is on all the social media channels that you're used to. He's just not here to sign your patents this week, but uh, he is here now uh, live uh, via the uh, Skype. Uh, one L. Bradley Sheaf. L. Bradley, good day. Hi, good day, my friend. I appreciate the introduction. I did, anticipating that I might be at a distance uh, due to my current um, public health required quarantine. Now, to, to be clear, no one in my house is sick. Uh, one of my older daughters, who does not live here, visited us and then subsequently found herself to be positive for COVID. And so I got a notification from public health i'm sure we can discuss in more detail later we're going to get um, into that brad don't yeah, don't worry we're going to get into that I, first uh, we should first we should ask jared though this is a red alert moment this is one of the first red alert moments we've had since that cruise ship struck ground in turkey about three months ago when we literally stopped everything we were doing and just live tweeted the thing so if our if our um producer could play the news red alert special report sound now Thank you. Um, this is a big, uh, important moment. We have a lot of people in the audience who are very uh, uh, upset. There are a lot of questions that need to be answered, and they will be answered on this episode. Um, but first, we have a couple of folks in the audience, Greg and Jake, who have actually come up with the song. And as you know, we typically do uh, 80s songs because we are an 80s song um uh, 80s song connoisseurs, myself and, and Brad, who's the, the empty seat next to me is, is Brad's. Um, but this week, uh, Greg and Jake came up to me and they said, look, he's in he's in forced quarantine. He's not going anywhere. Um, but what we'd like to do is dedicate a song to him. And it may not be an 80s song, although it's on the cusp of the 80s. And Brad, uh, Greg and Jake have dedicated uh, the great Gloria Gaynor's disco hit, I Will Survive. Now, well, let's hear it. At first I was afraid, I was petrified. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. I grew strong and I learned how to Boy, that's, that's good. It brings back memories of our disco days. Brad, what did you think? You know what, buddy? I, I am not a disco fan. Just, you know, it wasn't my era. I'm not a big fan. But I think if you if you have to pick a disco song, that's not a terrible one. Well, I mean, apparently the, these these good folks thought it would be a good idea to play it for you, and of course, you can't go to a disco disco now anyway. You're you're banned, barred. Well, we'll get to that. Um, Can anyone go to a disco? Oh, sure, sure. I've, there are discos Bill that Mar still exist. Remember Bill Morgan, who was uh, a, a guest on this uh, show uh, in the not too distant past and perhaps in the not too distant future um i believe he does disco several times a week well that's no surprise 
actually. Not at all. Not at all. So um, we like the song. Of course, there are issues with it, um, among other things. Doesn't mention IP. Uh, Gloria Gaynor, One Hit Wonder, uh, another problem. Um, and it seems to be poking fun at um, uh, our, our good friend uh, Brad Sheaf, who is in lockdown now, been locked down by the authorities in the uh, Sunshine State. So that is a um, that is something we need to get to. But first, some tidbits from our contest. We've had a lot of people reach out, a lot of controversy on the uh, the Twitter about the contest, how it was judged, and whether or not Sweet Child of Mine is actually the greatest 80s song of all time. And of course, I disagree. I don't think it is. And we mentioned we get a lot of votes for the uh, Little River Band. But Brad, would uh, people want to know, do you agree that that's the greatest song of the uh, of the 1980s? Uh, no. No, I, I, and what we're doing there, obviously, with the contest is we were asking our vast worldwide podcast listening audience to, to weigh in. And when they did, all we did was, you know, count up the votes. It's not hard, although here in the U.S. we are trying to make vote counting hard. But at the end of the day, it's not hard. You count up all the votes and the song in this case that had the most votes was Sweet Child of Mine. So, I mean, I don't know that you or I uh, lended any of our personal weight to that selection. We simply asked the listeners to let us know what they thought. They did. We added it up. And there you have it, my sweet child of mine. But it does call into question the um, the um, judgment of some of our listeners when sweet child of mine is really not even a top 10 80 song. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it may be a top 10. That was a huge album. And that was the uh, the leading single from that album. So, I mean, an argument can be made, but Again, we asked the listeners, the listeners responded. It is what it is. Well, there it is. And there's, there was no collusion of any sort with the Ukrainians, correct? Or incorrect, do we know? I don't know that we know. I mean, I could see, I, I noticed there were a lot of um, Latvian bots around the IP Frequently uh, Twitter account once it came back up from the hiatus when it tried to post that story about Hunter Biden. Do you think it's a coincidence that Twitter shut our account down and then within a couple of days, you're suddenly quarantined. You can't leave the house. You're physically restrained from going anywhere. Um, and there's a presidential election in less than two weeks. Do you see, do you, are you lining this up like I am? I mean, is, is this, and again, this is the uh, Friday night JFK podcast that we do and the, called the Grassy Knoll. But um, do you see the stars lining up here? This is a full-fledged conspiracy, don't you think? That certainly could be. I mean, we'll see. I mean, if I get off of quarantine as scheduled and then I'm able to, uh, you know, go about my business during the home stretch of the campaign, then I would say, you know, probably not a, con a conspiracy. But if there's other, you know, public health based nonsense that conspires to keep me at home during that critical stretch run, then my friend, I think you're probably onto something there. Yeah. So we got to keep this is something we all have to keep our collective eyes on. If I'm in quarantine next week, or if somehow I end up south of the border uh, on some crazy trip, um, then we know the gig is up and we know the Latvians are finally advancing their, their cause. So keep an eye on that. Brad, I should also ask you for the health of myself, our producer, who, by the way, is still um, technically under indictment, but hasn't been convicted of anything with, the, with respect to the charges. And our studio audience, I assume you're wearing the mask that you were instructed to wear indoors, correct? Well, I'm, I'm in my house, so I'm not wearing a mask, uh, but I did bring a megaphone 
along so that I could talk to the studio audience. So here, let me let me grab that thing. Hold on a second. There we go. Hello, uh, folks. Folks in the studio audience, can you hear me? They're all nodding, as you can see. Outstanding. This I am going to stand way over here, but if necessary, I am happy to communicate with the megaphone. Thank you. All right, buddy. There you go. There you go. That's that was very nice of him. He didn't have to do that. He's already social distance enough. He's well over forty miles away from here, but um, he's he's taking the extra step of having the bullhorn there in case um, we need it. So, Brad, the big presidential election is uh, about a week away. Um, I know you're locked down in quarantine, uh, but the uh, debates have happened. Uh, we've got on the one hand uh, the the sort of the grifter who's doing his best to make a lot of money off uh, some of uh, your former uh, foes overseas. And then on the other hand, we've got George the Animal Steel. What do you, uh, what do you think? Who do you, who's odds? Uh, what, are, what are the odds say? What are the tea leaves in the, uh, in the old quarantine shed? And who do you think is going to win this thing? But I'll tell you what, to your point, the, the polls are tightening, very similar to what we saw back in 2016. I mean, look, I'm not, as you know, politics is not my wheelhouse. I don't like it. I especially don't like it now. But I, I think that anyone that is, you know, just tromping around saying, hey, this is a hands down win for Biden is kidding themselves. Right? I mean, this is a contest and uh, Biden is certainly not helping himself with uh, his jackass son there, Hunter, who obviously could give an F about anybody but himself. And if it brings his old man down and brings his brother down, well, then that's just what happens. Police blotter really quickly, the IP frequently Twitter account has been freed. We understand that Twitter has has um, has allowed us to tweet again. So that's good. It's up and running and, and uh, full force, uh, sending out all sorts of information about IP, everything IP. This week in licensing, a question from Jeff in Breckenridge. Uh, Jeff in Breckenridge, uh, and again, this is where um, folks from all over the world a lot of them now we understand are in Sweden and a lot of them don't identify in terms of a gender. They're non-identifiable. So uh, Jeff in uh, Breckenridge has a question, but this is where Brad um, will answer any and all questions about the high stakes world of patent licensing, uh, including um, how, when, and where to license your patents for the most value. These are the most important questions you answer as you're licensing your patents. And Jeff in Breckenridge wants to know, Brad, how can I deliver a final executed license agreement to someone in quarantine? Well, that that is an excellent um, question, right? Because obviously we have a lot of that going on in, in this day and age. We uh, apparently have forgotten that uh, viruses have been a common problem for humanity since eight o'clock day one. And so now whenever anybody has one, we want to make sure they are properly quarantined. So that could happen to you uh, as you're uh, trying to do your license. So obviously the first thing is, you know, you got to get the license done. And to do that, uh, it, when you've got a, a, another party that has been quarantined, probably the easiest way to get that license agreement done is to call them on the telephone, right? And so you want to make a simple telephone call, you know, something that may sound like this. Hey, hi, how are you? I'm doing well myself. Yeah, good to talk to you here on the phone, uh, given that you're quarantined. Um, I'd like to complete this licensing agreement. Do you have uh, any interest in completing the licensing agreement? 
And so then once you get off that telephone call, there should be uh, some mechanism for arranging for a drop-off, right? A drop-off of the licensing agreement. And so uh, for this, you want to roll old school, right? So what you do is you take your licensing agreement and you put it into a parchment envelope, which can be difficult to find, I understand, but it is a license agreement, right? I mean, we're not talking about some simple real estate agreement or perhaps the purchase of a multinational firm by another multinational firm. I mean, this is a license agreement. And so find a parchment envelope, slide your license agreement in there, drip some hot wax over the flap, and then press your signet ring in there, nice and tight, right? Get that impression on there. So there can be no doubt that that license agreement was not tampered with once you dropped it off. And then you run like hell, right? Because again, you could get a virus and that's almost unheard of in humanity is what I'm led to believe. And let the other party come out of their quarantine and pick that packet up. Then they can break the seal. They can do it themselves. And then of course, they'll have to have their signet ring to reseal it, redrop it off. And then once you're sure you're safe, you can go and pick it up. And that's similar to the way the Knights Templar delivered their patent license agreements, correct? That's exactly right. And, and you'll see that that is how we all survived the plague uh, in the Middle Ages was because we were able to maintain social distancing during licensing agreements through the very clever and consistent use of hot wax, parchment envelopes, and signet rings. Interesting. Well, that's good. So we got, we got through that segment and we're getting through this. Barter Band today, it's the Bronze Stevie Award winning segment barred or banned where we decide whether something should be barred banned or barred um and again that's a bronze stevie award winning uh segment so uh, for those of you who are following the stevie awards this year they're all being done remotely virtually and with good social uh distancing and 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 enhanced sanitization um so barter banned 14 days in solitude brad what say you banned banned locked up yeah now you know what i don't like it i I, uh unfortunately i think much of our response to uh to the COVID has been politicized and is uh largely fear-based not science-based um certainly if we a quarantine is a good thing to try and attempt to do but i would say that uh despite all of the best efforts that's obviously not working since uh, cases are spiking all over the place and so they're should probably come up with a better solution. Yeah, and that's good. But, you know, what's exciting is that uh, at least you're able to join us because of modern technology um, and, uh, and, 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 and the fact that Barter Band is out of the shop and back up and running, as is the invention of the week. Uh, oh, the invention of the week. Yeah. I know that's something that, uh, again, we're trying to do things that are going to excite you, not in a way that's going to make you hostile. We certainly don't want that, right. no, but just yeah. in a way that sort of perks your, perks your spirits. So the invention of the week this week um, is actually uh, the cell phone tracking app. Um, it's being utilized all over the country and also on probably on your cell phone right now, invented by a gentleman named uh, Jake in uh, the Berkshires. What do you uh, think about that? Yeah, I don't have much experience with it as I I have not downloaded one to my phone, nor have I updated my phone to allow for that to be a player. Well, again, and it'll be over in 10 days. So that's neither here nor there. Unfortunately, Time Machine is now back in the shop being worked on. Uh, Um, After that whole Kirk Gibson thing, the Zima, it just blew its... um, 
it's my IPDM may have had something to do with it. Again, it become it's becoming more and more self-aware and it has become an A's fan because some, some of the strategic moves that Billy Bean has made over the years. So that could have something uh, to do ball. with it. We don't know, but we don't know. But again, we don't want to question it. It's in the shop. Um, but uh, we've got our, our final segment this week is the question of the week where Brad has asked a question from one of our international uh, podcast followers. This week, it comes from Raul in Havana, Cuba. Raul wants to know, uh, Brad, have you ever seen the movie Escape from New York? Oh, yeah, I sure have. That's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Donald Pleasance is the president. Oh, I had forgotten that, but I believe you're right. I mean, you know what I can't remember? You probably remember this. You have a good memory for this sort of thing. I remember that he gets out, right? Old snake. He does what he has to do. He escapes from New York. And then there's going to be some form of press conference or something at the very end of that movie, he's sitting in like a tent. And I don't remember what he does. He does something, you know, to basically, I don't know, open New York or what happens? I don't remember. Yeah. Jeez, buddy. All right. Well, I'm we'll just sorry. have to get into that on, on, on next week's podcast. And now people are going to want to know. And then there's Escape from L.A. The, the 20 years later, they came back and they had uh, uh, Peter Fonda riding around on a motorcycle or a surfboard or something in L.A. When L.A. was a penitentiary. That was bad. That movie was bad. And I did not Donald see that Pleasance, movie, buddy. It was terrible. I saw it in like, it was like 1990-ish. Mm. Um, it was just the land of bad sequels. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it was terrible. And I, the question always with Donald Pleasance is, obviously – Top five actor of all time, maybe I don't know, but who was the better character? He played the president in Escape from New York, or the doctor, Doctor Loomis, in the Michael Myers Halloween films, or is it the same guy? Right? Is it the same guy? Could I think it it's the same guy. Know. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's a guy who was poorly managing a crisis in both cases. And, and although the lovely and talented Adrian Barbeau, I think, mm. was in uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, I remember that. I was of an age yeah. where those were the kind of things you remembered. Yeah, those were the uh, those were the days. Anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, the question of the week. Um, thank you, Raul. We'll be sending you an IP frequently koozie, um, and uh, we hope you uh, you enjoy it. Brad, any any last uh, last words or comments or words of encouragement for our audience as they see you through this uh, trying time? Well, let me get uh, let me get my megaphone back out here. Hey folks, uh, again, I appreciate everybody coming out. I appreciate everybody being willing to uh, keep your social distance. Raul, if you can hear me, we, we will have to send the koozie circuitously to avoid the uh, commerce ban, but we will get it to you. Give me a wave, folks, if you can uh, hear me, if you've enjoyed the podcast. Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, David has my stamp. He'll sign anything you'd like on my behalf. And I look forward to being back in person next week. Well, thank you, Brad. Thank you to all of our studio audience. Um, hopefully next week, Brad will be back here by my side. But until then, um, keep your head up. We'll all get through this together. Um, so we'll see you soon in another episode of IP Frequently.